Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. One of the best things about conducting a weekly discussion about law uh, that I find is a continual stream of, of new material. Uh, if you listen to Chicago's Legal Latte on a, on a regular basis, you know we try to do our best to stay current on key topics and, and reach back to uh, previous discussions to bring you more detail. Uh, hi, everybody. This is Jim Mitchell, back with you for another in our series of free podcasts. And today we've got a topic that... Um, you know, from a legal perspective, may not necessarily be entirely new, but certainly new to our series and one which um, is new to me. I don't think it's widely known or discussed, so it, it's great to be able to talk about it a little bit. Uh, we periodically discuss real estate issues here on the podcast, and today we'll turn our attention to uh, several real estate-related acts instituted in Illinois that affect the way uh, real estate brokers can provide certain types of guidance and services to clients. Uh, joining me for the discussion is Attorney Stephen Magala. Stephen is an associate at Lavelle Law Limited and brings a great deal of pertinent information with him whenever he joins me for a discussion. Um, Stephen, it's been a while, so it's very nice to talk to you. Nice to uh, have you back on the program again. Thanks, Jim. Glad to be here. It it appears to me that, um, and correct me if I'm wrong here, that the genesis for our discussion today is uh, something known as the Illinois Real Estate License Act of 2000. Can, Can you tell me a little bit about what that law provides for? Yeah, this is the uh, act, we'll just call it the act, uh, that regulates real estate brokers. So this podcast is mainly for kind of real estate brokers and um, the licensing uh, that they are, um, uh, they have to, that they have to comply with. And uh, today we're going to talk about some of the more recent amendments to uh, uh, that act. Okay. And when we talk about brokers and, and what they do, this is primarily something that would affect those in the commercial real estate business? Um, yeah. Uh, the recent amendments, uh, effective at the beginning of this year, you know, added what they really did was they added broker price opinions and comparative market analysis, such so as calling BPOs and CMAs, uh, mm-hmm. to list the licensed activities under uh, the Act's definition of broker. So it kind of captures these activities, and those activities can really be undertaken for both commercial and residential purposes. Okay. So let's, let's talk about those. Uh, BPO, first of all, uh, um, this is, is kind of an is, interesting uh, uh, action or, or activity here. Tell us a little bit about what a BPO does and, and how a broker might use it. Yeah. A BPO, broker price opinion, uh, it's actually defined in the Act. It's uh, kind of a lengthy definition, but I'll just read it quickly. Uh, It's an estimate or analysis of the probable selling price of a particular interest in real estate, which may provide a varying level of detail about the property's condition, market, and neighborhood, and information on comparable sales. So um, kind of the takeaway here with respect to the BPO is that it's only considered a BPO that's licensed under the Act if it's paid for separately and not uh, in the usual course of, say, uh, listing the property where um, a commission or a payment is, is made at the conclusion of a sale or lease transaction. So if a BPO is issued without compensation, it's not really subject to the Act here. It's only talking about BPOs that are issued in exchange for you know some monetary payment. So you know, say if I go to sell my house 
and I want a you know a BPO or a CMA from from the broker as part of you know uh, my my selection process of choosing a broker, you know that's not going to be something that you know the act uh, looks to license or govern. Okay. Okay, and I, I think we can get into that act a little bit and, and talk about some of those uh, limitations or restrictions. But before we go further, let's also talk about the uh, the CMA, and I, I'm sure you've got a definition you can share on that as well. Yeah, yeah, the CMA is the comparative market analysis. You know, very similar in terms of a definition. I'll just uh, read it off here from the act. It's an analysis or opinion regarding pricing, marketing, or financial aspects relating to a specific a specified interest or interests in real estate that may be based upon an analysis of comparative market data, the expertise of the real estate broker or managing broker, and such other factors as the broker or managing broker may deem appropriate in developing or preparing such analysis or opinion. So uh, like with the BPO, uh, the amendments to the Act here, uh, they only can consider uh, a CMA uh, under the Act if it's paid for separately and uh, not in the usual course of listing the property where you know the broker is going to get paid by way of a commission at the conclusion of the sale. So um, the, the re- amendments to the Act add BPOs and CMAs, but they only really care about those that are issued in exchange for some sort of uh, consideration that's uh, paid for and, and not, not a commission at the you know, conclusion of the sale. Okay. Now, I, I, as uh, as you may recall, whenever I have a chance to to bring someone on the program like yourself who shares a, a great deal of information, I always try and tell you up front. Look, if I ask you a, a question that doesn't make any sense, you can go ahead and tell me that. But um, without getting um, you know too far into the legal side of things, what you described to me there with those definitions, in in my general knowledge, sounds like an appraisal. How how would these be different from an appraisal of a property, or would they? Well, um, yeah, BPOs and CMAs are not appraisals. Uh, appraisals are more rigorous. They're more um, more more regulated. There's a separate act that uh, regulates uh, appraisers, the Real Estate Appraiser Licensing Act of 2002. BPOs and CMAs are just kind of like the broker's opinion, kind of off the cuff, uh, not as, not subject to such a rigor, rigorous uh, analysis or or uh, reporting and, and um, due diligence requirements. Okay. Um, and if you are listening into our podcast today, you're hearing from Stephen Magala, uh, an attorney at Lavelle Law. And um, he joins me from time to time to discuss uh, a number of different things. And, and today it's the uh, Illinois Real Estate License Act of 2000 and some amendments we're going to talk about. Um, we've mentioned a, a broker price opinion, a, a BPO, and a comparative market analysis thus far. And, you know, as we go through these discussions, I, I do my best to have Stephen and other guests share as much information as possible. But in most cases, we run out of time or the complexity doesn't allow us to go deeply enough. And when that happens, I, I'd like to direct folks to LavelleLaw.com. Uh, a lot of articles are archived there, hundreds of articles, really, and past podcasts as well. So if you want to learn more and go more in-depth, um, you can learn from the you know dozen or so practice groups at the firm, and everything's at LavelleLaw.com. Um, so, Stephen, as we talk about this topic from a from a broker's perspective, you know what have the recent amendments to these laws meant? How does it impact them? Yeah, there's really kind of two real effects here. Uh, the first is um, the broker who gets paid for now for a BPO or CMA. Um, you know, in the past, that broker could, could have been paid directly. Uh, that's no longer the case by licensing these activities, which is what the amendments do: is bring 
these BPO and CMA activities within the um, within the ambit of the Act. Um, what that means is that uh, the compensation for those BPOs and CMAs must must be paid to the broker, but through his or her sponsoring brokerage company. And then second. Um, the amendments make clear that brokers who issue these BPO CMAs for compensation, uh, they're not going to be considered appraisers, and they're not in violation of the Real Estate Appraiser Licensing Act. So, so in a nutshell, then, if I if I hear this, in a, in a sort of marketing sense, it it allows for lack of a better term, a la carte services from brokers. So, if if I have property and I'm interested in um, as you mentioned, maybe choosing between different brokers or getting a sense for what I might be getting into. If I were to list a property, I can say, look, before I do anything, I'll just pay you this amount to have you come out and prepare one of these documents for me. Yeah, yeah, and, and typically, you know, brokers will do that uh, for free if they think you're going, you're in the process of, you know, selling the property, you know, and, and then they want that business, they want that commission. Uh, but you know, oftentimes, say like a. Um, uh, an asset or an REO asset manager for a bank or somebody just wants a drive-by opinion of value or a BPO or something. And, um, you know, in the past they could just pay that broker directly, but now because it's licensed, they have to run it through the um, agency and not, not pay the broker directly. And then also it also protects the brokers and that, you know, that could be considered appraiser, appraisers uh, uh, that are subject to the appraiser's licensing requirements. And, and just out of curiosity, as we talk about this, we talk about the uh, the act and and the amendments and um, uh, licensing and such. Is, is there a particular body in the state of Illinois then that that is uh, responsible for this? If there were to be, uh, you know, some violations or um, something that wasn't done properly, is there there's an entity that's kind of watching out for this or that would hold someone accountable? Yeah, pretty much anybody, any profession that's licensed. Um, is going to be subject to uh, uh, Illinois Department of um, Professional Regulation. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, now, as, I'm as sorry, we, of financial and professional regulation. Okay, and and as we kind of talk about these these the BPO or CMA, um, it, and I like your term, sort of a drive-by um, uh, answer, and. and just trying to get some response on on value. Is there a format that needs to be followed? I mean, if if you are a broker and you're going to go ahead and and do this for a potential client, is there uh, certain standards that have to be met in terms of what you prepare and provide to them? Yeah, BPOs and CMAs uh, generally must be in writing, either on paper or electronically. Uh, And they must include the purpose for which it is being performed, um, a brief description of the interest in real estate that is the subject of the BPO or CMA, as well as a description of the method used, any assumptions or limiting conditions, uh, disclosure of any licensee interest in the proper, uh, the broker's interest, basically any disclosure of the broker's interest in the um, subject property, the name and license number of the broker licensee who's preparing the BPO CMA, and uh, importantly, a statement that the BPO CMA is not an appraisal, and um, you know, if they want an appraisal, they really should obtain one from a licensed appraiser and, and not the broker. So, yeah, and it's interesting that last point there about it not being an, an appraisal is—is is that in in many ways could that be seen as sort of protection for the broker that if if they perform this act that someone can't come back to them later and say, well, gee, you told me the property was worth this, um, but it right. really doesn't hold them accountable for that. 
Exactly. Yeah, that's really for the protection of the broker and to kind of set the party's uh, expectations as to what the service is and what it you know is not, <laughs> frankly. Yeah, yeah, okay. Now, in terms of the work uh, that you do in, in um, the real estate areas, are, do you see this commonly? Are these tools used on a regular basis? Yeah, BPOs and CMAs are you know fairly common. Um, oftentimes, the parties don't want to you know, go through the expense of, of a full blown appraisal. You know, they, maybe they need it for um, valuing uh, an interest for with respect to you know a probate estate, for example, where um, the property is going to just you know, transfer pursuant to the will or or something like that or, or through the trust. And, and you know, there's not, you know, the, uh, the executor or, or the parties involved don't really expect any sort of um, issue concerning the valuation or the disposition of the property, uh, but they still want to have a, like a rough idea of what the property is worth. So, you know, we use BPOs and CMAs kind of in that context and also in, in the context of estate planning you know, just to get an idea of what, you know, the potential um, estate of the, of the client, uh, you know, w- what size estate you know, we may be dealing with. So, you know, there, there's situations where you kind of want to just a ballpark or an estimate of value, but you don't need something that's as, you know, precise or as rigorous as the uh, appraisal itself. Okay. And then just to to clarify as well, you mentioned, you know, these, these amendments uh, to the uh, RELA. Are, are those recent, or uh, when when did those take place? Yeah, they uh, became effective at the beginning of this year. So okay, so brokers, something you know, this might be something they need to be aware of. A little bit of change in what they've been doing over time, then. Right, right. So yeah, they they, they can't accept payment directly. They have to run it through the agency for these BPOs and CMAs that are that are prepared for compensation. And, um, and there's also you know a, a benefit to them in the sense that you know they're not going to be considered. Uh, uh, licensed appraisers or held to an appraiser standard for uh, preparing these. Excellent. Um, well, as I mentioned uh, a little while ago, sometimes we just run out of time on the podcast, and, and that's what happens to us again today. But I want to thank Stephen McAuliffe for being here. Um, very much appreciate his time and, and the information he provides. Uh, once again, you can visit uh, LavelleLaw.com to get uh, plenty of information about Steve, about the practice group, or number of other topics on issues regarding the law. And, uh, of course, come back here and join us each week for uh, more podcasts on Blog Talk Radio as we talk about uh, any number of different issues on Chicago's Legal Latte. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Chicago's Legal Latte. If you have any questions or topics for a future episode, please call Lavelle Law Limited at 847-705-7555 or email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com.